0: It's Milena Smith and my children were rescued by the Barmouth Arnali lifeboat on the 3rd of August 2020 in Barmouth Beach. It was, I think, about the third or fourth day of our holiday and it was going absolutely incredible. It was just amazing. We had a gorgeous cottage on top of the hill overlooking the harbour initially i remember i when i found that when we got to the cottage i was furious at my husband because turns out it was like 141 steps uphill with no parking space and with having two daughters who seems to need like 25 changes of clothes and seven pairs of shoes each dog crate and a dog and loads of food to carry it up the hill (laughs) i was furious (laughs) initially uh, but when we saw the view of the harbour, it was absolutely stunning. Um, so we were loving the holiday. It was really nice. Every evening we're going around Barmouth on the beach, playing. And every day, girls were in the sea. Every time we go to the sea, we had our like a safety agreement. We had uh, that whenever they're in the sea, when we wave to them, they come back to us. Um, we were always watching them. And every day they were, they, were, they were playing in the water. They were quite good swimmers anyway, but they were just paddling. And that day, as any other day, uh, we went to the different part of the beach. And a sa- girl said, mommy, mommy, can we please go in, go in the water and play again? I'm like, okay, that's fine. It was a, quite a breezy day, quite cool. So me and her husband were like, no, we, we will just watch you. We will watch you. We'll stand just here on the edge of the water. We will watch you. And um, we said, don't go any deeper than waves, waves deep, um, just just play, but when we wave to you, you come back. There were loads of people on the beach, there were other people in the water, there were other children in the water. I remember just standing with my husband, just chatting and looking at girls, and it was actually really nice seeing them play together so close, paddling and splashing, and jumping into waves, it was actually really, really sweet. I remember thinking, you know, oh, I'm glad we're not in a water, it's really cold. But they didn't seem to feel it, or the children didn't seem to feel the cold. And that's why it was so shocking what really happened next. I remember the moment when th- we realized girls are in danger and in difficulty. It was a split second change from them playing, being happy, having an amazing time to being absolutely terrified and fighting for their lives. It was so quick. And um, immediately I just screamed to my husband, you know, look what's happening. Because And then I just grabbed my phone. Uh, I just died My while my husband just took his coat, shoes off and T-shirt and just ran into water. The second I realized my children are in danger, it felt like the old world around me collapsed. It was, everything was silent, except all I could hear my, was my children's screams. I felt that my le- feet were rooted in the ground. I couldn't move. I remember being very cold, but not from the weather, but from like massive like chunk of ice in my chest. That's how I could describe. I couldn't see anyone around me. For some reason, my brain just cut those people out. I couldn't hear anyone around me. It was just that's why I describe it as my world collapsing because there was literally silence, except the voice on the phone uh, when I called Coast Guard and my children screaming. And I remember I felt like the last person on Earth. It was such a bizarre moment.
1: Coast Guard rescue. Coast
0: Guard, I've got a, my two children are drowning we're in Barmouth, right on the pier when it's going in and I can't see them. I can't see them. My two children, 10 and 12.
1: Ten and twelve, they're good swimmers. I can't
0: see
1: them anymore. Don't worry, we'll be getting some assistance out to you now. Okay, my colleagues are working in the background; they're getting you some assistance. Okay.
0: My husband is actually trying to find them; he can't see them. I think they're after the way out of the depths. The and second whoop. we we noticed they in trouble, we pho- I phoned in.
1: So my colleagues have already my colleagues have taken multiple calls as well. Okay, so they are aware of it. There's a lifeboat on the way. I kept
0: saying, all my family are out there, and I can't actually see them. I'm like, oh, not even English, you know. <laughs> I don't even speak the language that well, you know. Do I have the vocabulary? Can I say it? Would they understand me? And I remember keep thinking, I'm surprised I didn't switch to Polish because, you know, I bounce between languages sometimes. So it, it is quite difficult. I'm like, double guessing myself, a second guessing myself. Can the, the guy called Handler understand me? Am I describing it well? All my family are out there, my husband and my two children or out there and I don't know if I see them again. All I could think we were driving to Bournemouth and as a family, music blasting in a car, all the way on the way to holiday, that's the image I had on the way to holiday, the dog between girls snoring and we were just laughing and eating strawberries on the way to Bournemouth, had an amazing trip. You know, it's only an hour, a couple of hour drive for us, but it was amazing. And I pictured myself driving back on my own and then being if they drowned, they're out, still out in the sea, in the morgue, and that, that image, I will never forget it. So it was so frightening. I felt like the loneliest person in the world. Hearing a girl scream, in a way, was reassuring, because I knew they were alive. And there's nothing worse than not hearing your children scream anymore. And I'm thinking, have they drowned? Or they just sa- saving energy? Can I just not hear them because of the waves and the noise ca- the way the noise carries on the waves. Um, am I hearing my children? Uh, are the other children scream because they f- they're having a fun and t- fun time or they fight. I was ge- again second guessing Are they my children are hearing? I he- I'm sure I heard my girls scream or the further screams are they my kids or someone else's Are my children already dr- drowned? Have they drowned already?
1: The lifeboat will be there shortly. We've also got a Coast Guard rescue team coming to your location as well. Barmouth lifeboat, they've already launched, okay?
0: Where's the lifeboat? Where's the lifeboat? It's not here. Where's the lifeboat?
1: They should be coming out just from behind you. So they should come past you shortly.
0: I saw the lifeboat. It was the most incredible moment of my life.
1: Just keep looking out to me, Melina. Keep telling... Keep speaking to me. Keep telling me what you can see. Can we see the lifeboat now? Should be orange. I know, it, I know it feels like a very really long time.
0: And the speed they were going at, I don't know what sort of engines they've gone got on those boats, but it's amazing, they were like a rocket. They were going so fast and very fortunately my husband was still in the sea at the time and he managed to point out which direction Mabel was taking, because Dave swam out to Mabel, spoken to, she was already on her back all that time. He told the help is coming, and within seconds, she was propelled into the sea. It was so fast. And even my husband said, it was so bizarre. We were literally about to grab each other's hand because we were so close that I stayed where I was. She was just like a rocket taken into the sea, far out of the sea. So when the lifeboat came, he was able to point out and wave in the direction she was taken in. Um, so, our girls used to take swimming lessons about a year ago, maybe longer. Elsie was taking swimming lessons at school. Uh, all her class used to go on the bus, go to the local swimming baths and swim And I remember very clearly, and I came up with our conversations, Elsie reminded me that one of her friends, classmates, told her about floating like a starfish, because she was told about it in by a swimming instructor on holiday somewhere in Spain. And she basically said, and the mo- uh, I'm guessing they must have practiced it. Mabel said she was never told about swimming like a starfish. What well, Elsie knew about it? So when girls were playing and splashing about and they've lost their footing, they knew they were taking carried away, they're, they're not in control anymore, they're in a very dangerous situation... Elsie said she screamed to Mabel to float on the back like a starfish because it clicked with Elsie. And Elsie was able to shout to Mabel to float like a starfish. So they were both floating on the backs. And it, the most bizarre things, they were next to each other, they were holding each other. They were, I, I, was, I remember seeing them. The, one of the last images I had of them in the sea is them trying to cling to each other, hold each other tight and screaming. During the incident, um, Elsie was still floating on her back and she said uh, she kept floating and started moving her feet a little bit, if she could, and she kept trying to stand up. On the fourth or fifth attempt to stand up, she felt the sand under her feet. She got up, walked out of the sea, and she remembered the advice I gave her a long time ago, but I, I'm quite strict on safety advice of, whenever we go to, to Liverpool, I take photo of them, how they look like, so if they go missing, I can... They know my phone number, they know everything. And Elsie, which I'm so proud of her, she remembered my advice. If you ever lost, go to someone, a, a lady or a female who looks like a mom, who is with children, go and ask them for help. And that's what she did. So when I was on the phone, looking out in the sea, trying to locate them, Elsie was already with a lady <laughs> from the beach trying to find me. Elsie shouting to Mabel to float on her back. El- Mabel obviously remembered, heard it when on her back remained calm. When I was still on the phone to RNLI and I had no updates what happens to my children, I saw my husband and Elsie on the beach. So I remember there was people around me and I I come up to Elsie, gave a massive tight hug. My husband is one of my children.
1: How how how, How are your husband and daughter doing? Are they okay? They're
0: fine. I'm so sort of terrified was crying. Where's my other one? I walked away, because I kept saying, where's Mabel? Where's Mabel? I've got two children. Where's Mabel? Where's Mabel? And I said, we're trying to find out. And the second, they say, we've got her. And I said, is she alive? Is she breathing? Is yeah, think- she alive? Is she alive? <laughs> is she breathing? Are they working on her? Is it definitely my child? I kept repeating, she's slim, she's blonde, she's got blue bikini with like a purple top, she's got a belly button piercing, which I bloody hate, and I wish i never let her do it, but it's another sim another way I can describe her. I said, Is it definitely my child they've got there? Um and I kept asking, is she alive? Is she breathing? Do they have a body? Do they have her life? Is she okay? It's was quite bizarre because I thought I know my one child was like ticked off, she's safe. Where's the other one? And it was so incredible because the bystanders, um, the initial couple who I kept referring to, I think were Kate and Martin, they took Elsie to the side. She was so incredible. The lady grabbed the towel, just wrapped it around Elsie, her, moved her away from me because I kept asking, is she alive? Is she alive? And I couldn't find out yet. Um, and the second they say she's okay. And I was like...
1: Yeah, so all, all persons have been located, uh, one is with mum and dad, the other is with the lifeboat crew at the moment, we're going to all make our way up to the lifeboat station. The one on board the ILB will receive uh, assessment from the ambulance. Hey, mm-hmm. Melina, right, we are happy then that everyone's been located.
0: Great, thank you very yeah. much for having no, me, no, no No problem at all. We had someone um, from the volunteers come in like a massive truck to give us a lift because we were like, oh, we're going to walk up because we knew Mabel was in a lifeboat station. Uh, and I said, no, 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 we gave give you a lift. Um, and then we got in, um, I'll, I'll never forget it because I was hugging Elsie so tight. I think she couldn't breathe very well. I'm like, I'm not letting you go. And we walked in um, and Mabel was sitting there in a, like a changing room um, at the station with an um, oxygen mask, with a towel on her. And a lovely volunteer called Alex um, was sitting with her. And I remember just hugging her. It was my second tick. My second child ticked us safe. Um, Because obviously Elsie was with us. um, And that was incredible. I was just felt like my my life is back on. I felt this not only an incredible love for my children, my husband, but I also sort of felt this incredible Gratitude and love for the crew uh, who were there, who were so incredibly kind. I have, I feel this this massive debt of gratitude towards the lifeboat crew in Barmouth, but every lifeboat crew across the country, every single volunteer. Uh, I am so incredibly impressed with their bravery, their commitment, what they do. So I believe Ranaalai will be in my heart forever, and it will be my mission to help in any way I can for the rest of my life. Th- there, there will be another family in the same situation as we were, but their outcome might not be as good as ours. We are extremely lucky, and we need to use it. We need to use this our story to help other people, um, because two children do drown, and so do adults. And if there's anyone can be saved because of what. We do. I do. It's worth it.
1: Hello, this is Griff jones You've been listening to the RNLI's 200 Voices collection. To hear more remarkable stories, head to rnli.org slash 200voices or subscribe to RNLI wherever you get your podcasts from. Thank you for listening.
0: 200 Voices is produced for the RNLI by Adventurous Audio Limited.